All right, welcome on back to Points and Doinks episode. No, fuck, I just looked it up. I we already looked, forgot. I just looked up the episode number, and I literally it's always number two, ten. It's always two more weeks than the week than the we're, NFL we're, scheduled. Yes, well, that's only going to work for now. We episode ten going into week eight in the NFL. Cheese, how do you feel? Well, I'm not doing too well. Me and Travis had an illustrious points and doinks bowl this week, and it's kind of hard. It's a very high-scoring league, so when you're uh, when one of your players scores zero point eight <laughs> points, Tough. yeah, and the opponent wants to put up uh, not not shitting you like literally seventy points, it's going to be Six, tough to sixty-eight point two. Sorry, sixty-eight point two. Yeah. Anybody who had Tyler Lockett this way, I think I've seen a stat saying uh, 87.3% of, of teams that started Tyler Lockett on Sunday won their matchup this week. Uh, you can see why. 68.2 is Six, not a number to yeah. cough at. Scoff uh, at, excuse me. Um, Tyler, <laughs> you got the Tyler, how about uh, how about you? How'd you do? Uh, I'm doing all right in, in one of my leagues. The other league, I am on a downhill slide that I cannot seem to get out from underneath of i've lost about five in a row in that other other league but in in our league and and what i guess you could call it the quote-unquote points and doinks league um I, I i'm i'm starting to climb back i got another win that's two in a row now so looking looking decent looking decent uh but i did get absolutely murdered in the other league and johnny roca's sons of fanarchy league um that's real unfortunate but uh, uh, I looked at it today. I I have the highest points against me in in the league, uh, as Johnny Roca had stated. He, he had said on on Facebook that I would have beaten eight other teams with with 131 points this week in that fantasy league. But yet I had to face the guy who scored the most points this week, and that seems to happen to me quite often. You hate to see it. Yeah. You fucking hate to see it. Well, since we're on it. I myself went 3-0 and won this week. I have a tie. The rare occasion of a tie in fantasy football, and I have accrued it. Also, while we're talking about me, I apologize to everybody today. I did not get home from work because I had to go deal with uh, car problems with a tire issue, and so I do not have all my information that I usually have for the podcast. So we're going to do our best today, though. We'll yep, we're going to try we'll our hardest. Out. Well, you know, me and Tyler always come prepared, no matter what happens. Always. We're always here and ready and rolling to go. So let's get into some waiver wire pickups for this week in particular. Oh, um, no, I didn't come prepared. I have nobody. Why don't you guys start off with a few, um, and then I'll, I'll – if you don't touch on the people that I'm thinking, then no worries. Jeez, you want to start with a couple that you were thinking? So running backs, I think that's kind of the main point that people are going to be looking at this week. Chris Carson went down with the midfoot sprain, so he's going to be out, it seems like, maybe a few oh, weeks. I was going to say, do you guys want me to read through the injuries before we get into um, get into the, the waiver wires? Because I have all the injuries here, if you'd like me to run that down. Make it quick. quick, make it quick, sure. OBJ has gone out for the year. He tore his ACL. Chris Carson's out for multiple weeks with a midfoot sprain. Kenyon Drake out for multiple weeks with an ankle sprain. I think that was a uh, Jeff Wilson is now out with a high ankle sprain. He's out four to six weeks. Debo Samuel has a hamstring strain. He's out multiple weeks. Tim Patrick of the uh, Denver Broncos is out. He's week to week with a hamstring strain. Philip Lindsay of the Broncos concussion week to week. Andy Dalton concussion week to week. Dede Westbrook is out. He tore his ACL. He's done for the year. Nikhil Harry is out with a concussion week to week. Chris Godwin has broken a finger, just had surgery, and he is out week eight. All right. Carrying off of those injuries, we got yes. Chris Carson dealing with that foot sprain. Carlos Hyde seemingly is the next man up, but he, I believe, is dealing with a hamstring issue. He is, yes. So he is questionable leading into that game. So I think he's a worthwhile pickup, especially if you have Chris Carson, but uh, I'm not exactly sure who the third man up is. It's a rookie, so we got to keep our eye out on that guy. 
Well, the, the third man up would be Travis Homer, who played last year, but he is also carrying a, an injury designation. And I believe the, the last guy is his injury uh, dope. Is his injury what? Dope. His, dope? his last name is, is Homer. 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 You're an it. idiot. I got it. You're a goddamn idiot. Um, <laughs> no, the, the rookie the rookie who could possibly be the leading man if all these guys are out is DJ Dallas. Fourth round, fourth round pick for Seattle this year. Well, let's hope he doesn't play anything like Dallas. Hmm. Okay, then, so you just show up late and come with the shittiest puns. Is that what we're doing? I was I actually that was, at that my was really a on time. That was that was terrible. It's all my fault. I was late, you know. Okay. Anyways, the Anything. 49ers backfield. Everyone continues to be injured on that football team. So Jamichael Hasty seemingly is the lead guy that you can pick up on waivers. Jarek McKinnon, who was healthy, but didn't play a whole lot last week. And then we also have Tevin Coleman, who is coming off of IR. So three possible additions. I think it's always, I mean, with the 49ers, you know, they're going to get work. It's just always a matter of who's going to get it and who's going to stay healthy. Yeah, it looked like they kind of stayed away from Jarek McKinnon last week. Didn't give him very, very many touches when Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson. Well, Raheem Mostert didn't play. Jeff Wilson went out, uh, I believe, in like the third quarter. It seemed like they were relying on Jamichael Hasty. So, I would, I would add him. That he would be my top priority if you're looking to replace a running back that went out. Um, for wide receivers, though. With Chris Godwin going out, we saw Scotty Miller actually go six for, I think, 100 yards and a touchdown. So he would be my top guy at the moment here. Um, only rostered in 8% of leagues. So he should be out there for you guys. Uh, I would say stay away maybe from Scotty Miller because I don't know if you heard Tyler. Someone signed with the Buccaneers. Antonio Brown, and my, Antonio Brown might take away from Scotty Miller's touches. Absolutely. But with, so Scotty Miller is only, only going to be kind of a stream for this week, just because Chris Godwin's injury doesn't look like it's going to keep him out very long. He's going to be out this week. Antonio Brown is not eligible to play until after week eight. So he won't be playing this week. So it's going to be there. I mean, it's going to be Mike Evans and it's going to be Scotty Miller. And then it's going to be Rob Gronkowski. (laughs) <laughs> yeah gotta eat gotta eat crow on that one rob gronkowski has started to look cheese will you eat crow better uh, well that's that why that, 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 that's why i was a little late because i was preparing crow for dinner i had to have some not only for uh, rob gronkowski but also all the high praises that i was saying not exactly high praises but all the praises i was giving to andy dalton saying that he was you know a good replacement for dak prescott and it's not exactly panning out so well for you boy Again, I'm, I uh, again. I said it last week. I don't think it's Andy Dalton himself. I think it's that offensive line. But I wouldn't I eat thought, crow just yet on that. I thought we were. You guys were going to eat crow on another guy who plays in uh, San Francisco. Dude, your Brandon Ayuk is still not showing his <laughs> shit yet. But 22, Brandon, twenty-two fantasy points this week. Okay. It, once again, it's not the we weren't down on Brandon Ayuk. It's the fact you thought he was going to be better and more than, proficient than, than Greg Kittle. Than Kittle. That's the, that's the thing that I have an issue with. Yes. Um, another guy out there that <laughs> I feel like Travis might have an issue with this, Nelson Aguilar. No, was I was a, actually going to say. Oh, he was going to bring him up. Who's only rostered yeah. in, in about 3% of leagues. Has been getting an increased target share, and he seems to be a safety valve for uh, Derek Carr and the Raiders. Uh, two straight weeks with a touchdown, correct? Yes. Yes, and I believe so, he he went from from like four targets to six targets to almost nine targets this last week. So his target share is going up, and that's that's always a positive thing you want to see when you're when you're looking at the waiver wires. Um, and then Rashad Higgins out of Cleveland, with as we talked about, as I had mentioned, OBJ going out for the season. He ended up going for over a hundred yards and somebody's got to fill that wide receiver two spot with juice Jarvis Landry going to fill the number one spot. It looked like Rashard Higgins and uh, Baker have starting to get it together. Uh, I believe he scored a, a touchdown the week prior as well. So look for him in your, in your uh, wafer wires. Anybody else you guys looking at? 
Uh, does anybody have anything on quarterbacks going into this week? Quarterbacks are honestly a little rough because, I mean, there are some good quarterbacks <clears throat> that yeah. are on by this week. I think Joe Burrow is one. He's rostered in 49.5% of ESPN League, so he still meets the threshold. So just kind of take a look if if he's still out there. I mean, two, I think maybe the one that I want to bring up is Tua. He, yeah, that's the interesting he, one. He has he has a rough first start against the Rams. He he's gonna it's gonna be tough. I mean, Fitzpatrick was very productive <laughs> fantasy wise in that role. I, I I think it's a question mark of how efficient and how good Tua can be. This is the one thing I'll say when we're looking at that matchup for Tua, is that he's going into the Rams, which you did mention is a very tough matchup for him. But he's got two weeks to prepare and watch all the tape he can, and then to. Uh, prepare a game plan to help Tua be better. The Rams, I mean, they can look at college tape, but th- there's no NFL-worthy stuff out on Tua. So you may get that, you know, that rookie first game jolt from him because there's just nothing out on him that's not college-related. Yeah, you have you have that side of, of there's no tape out on the rookie jolt, but you could also get the rookie jitters of the fact that he hasn't taken a snap since, like, early on in his senior career uh, or in his senior year, not his career. Wait a second. Um, he took a snap last week late in the game. Oh shit. That's right. You talked about him sitting there and it was such a beautiful sight, and someone yeah. definitely wasn't planning there to take a photo of him. Wasn't planning right. there. Was that's not. Right. That was so not then he does. Uh, so then he does have tape out on him. See, Travis confused me with the saying there's no tape out on. I mean, uh, that's, gar- that's garbage time handoffs. Yeah. Hey, that's man. nothing. Hey, if he has a pretty handoff, you could already tell he's gonna be a. You know what NFL though? At least you're respecting what I say and listening. Okay. I was I was gonna was gonna build off that, but I think two I think Tua has a has a, a different advantage with his legs if he if he can move if he can get out of the pocket and move and try and stay away from Aaron Donald. I think that that um, that Rams defensive matchup won't be as tough as as it seems. Yeah, I'm high on Tua's talent. I don't know. I'm definitely not starting him against the Rams. I think he's maybe one of those guys, if you have one of those top 10 quarterbacks, you can stash him and maybe just kind of hope for the best and see exactly what Tua can do. Because there's so many good quarterbacks out there that I don't think you need to pick him up. But if you're kind of like in an awkward situation, like for me personally, I'm kind of looking at him because Gardner Minshew, he's been productive fantasy-wise, but then there's news coming out that he's probably playing for his job every single week. And so it's only a matter of time until he gets benched, which I don't know why. I think it's what Mike Glennon is his back. Glennon, on. Glennon, Glennon, man. Not, not, I don't think you're, you're that's much of an upgrade, but no, what do I know? Not, not very much at all. Um, Baker, another guy who is rostered in 17% of, of ESPN leagues had a great showing in the second half of, of yesterday's game. So, I mean, if you're bank, if you're banking on the upside, it's there. He can get the job done. It'll be interesting to see how how losing OBJ affects his um, his production now. They're playing the Raiders at home. They're playing okay. They are playing, playing the, the Raiders, Raiders at home. They're playing the Raiders at home, and the Raiders just got torched by Tom Brady for for one of Tom Brady's biggest games of recent memory. Yeah, for sure. Um trying to think of anything else did anybody does anybody have any streaming defenses we're looking into this week i know who's got good matchups this week. oh oh before we get into defensive defenses tight ends i know tight ends have been kind of a crapshoot this year uh i talked about richard rogers last last week he kind of panned out he's still available in six and a half percent of leagues uh he's over there in philly so look for him He's got a, a favorable matchup going up against Dallas this week. And then Harrison Bryant, also of uh, in Cleveland, I believe. What's is it? Austin Hooper? Austin, Austin, Austin Hooper is dealing with an injury, and then there's also he, he just had a there. yeah, he just had an appendectomy, a surprise appendectomy the, the last week. So he's gonna be missing some time. And David Njoku has asked the team for a trade. So I don't think they're looking – they're either going to look to, to ask, showcase ask, his talent. Asked for a trade last week and then got a, week, touch, and got a touchdown uh, catch this week. Got a touchdown catch this week, but Harrison Bryant also got – I believe he had one or two touchdown catches this past week. Um, let me pull up the stat line. 
He went four for 56 with two touchdowns this past week against Cincinnati. So it seemed like he was favoring Harrison Bryant in the red zone. Yeah, with the OBJ injury, I think I would probably choose Harrison Bryant over Rashad Higgins in terms of getting a boost in production. I yeah. think Browns definitely like those two tight end matchups. They're going to want to run the ball, you know, work the play action off of it. So I think Harrison Bryant, if you're de- if you're struggling at tight end, I think he's definitely a worthwhile pickup. Absolutely. Uh, Chargers, Chargers defense going into a favorable matchup against the Broncos. Uh only rostered rostered less than 50 percent of leagues but i mean it's not too high not too low if you need a defense you can look and they're available that's my suggestion chargers defense um let's see it's a lot of good uh philly's defense if philly's defense is out there i believe they're I don't know what they're rostered in right now, but they're playing the Cowboys, and the Cowboys have a rostered in seventy-eight point two percent of leagues. Rostered in seventy-eight point two percent of leagues. So if if you're looking for a defense, check your league, and they might be out there. There's a thirty some odd chance or twenty some odd chance of them being in your uh, available in your league. All right, looks like you, you we nailed that one down. Fuck yeah, we did. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Um you guys ready to move on to the to the rundown for this week, I guess? Game preview. Yeah. Oh well preview. I wanted to bring up a trade before this. Oh, I didn't even check my other email. Go ahead while I check oh, the I, email. I, and I want I want your guys' opinion on this. So I sent I, I sent this trade over to EBG in our league. It is hold on. I gotta find it on the laptop version of this. It's so easy on the phone. You know what? Fuck it. Thank you, Tyler, for accepting my trade. I did. D- accept- DJ Shark yes. for Cole Beasley, Travis. What is your thought on that one? Uh, I think you're an idiot. You think I'm an idiot? No, cheese. There you go. Why? DJ Shark has more upside. DJ Shark has more upside. Cole Beasley is a very good floor player. But this is also we're seeing stats with John Brown out. John Brown back and healthy, Cole Beasley's gonna dwindle back away. Yep. But as I said with the Jaguars offense, DJ Chark gets a lot of looks, not exactly being very productive at the moment. He's had maybe one really good game and everything else has been either decent or very disappointing. Yeah, he's definitely not like he's, he's not, not the DJ wide receiver two you were looking he's not the wide receiver two that you no. were looking for with one upside. No. So I sent this trade over to EBG this morning. Michael Thomas, and I get Kenny Galladay and DK Metcalf back. Michael Thomas for DK Metcalf and I want you, but first, and Galladay? Here's his team as well. At wide receiver, he has Keenan Allen, DK Metcalf, Kenny Galladay, and J- Justin Jefferson and James Washington and MVS. Okay. So it's not like I'm I'm really stealing that much talent away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but the, the main purpose the main point of that is that he's giving up way more than he's getting. Why would he let go of his leverage to trade you? Why not? I but told you're getting, I told Tyler, you're getting, you're getting one of the two. both both you're getting Gall- one of the best wide receivers. But but in both Holiday and DK Madcalf do not equal one one um Fucking um, Michael Thomas. That do, that just doesn't add up. If you would have thrown maybe maybe in a um, another flex option for him, maybe he could take it with a high ceiling. Maybe a running back he needs. I don't know what he needs. He doesn't need any. That's the problem. He literally needs nothing. He needs nothing. What? He's not first place in this league. No, he's not. But he has Pat Mahomes, Aaron Jones, James Conner. Keenan Allen, DK Metcalf, Evan Ingram, Kenny Galladay. Looks like he could use another running back to maybe play matchups better. If Mark Ingram is his third guy. Mark Ingram? What? That's what you said, right? Evan Ingram is his. Oh, Evan end. Ingram. Sorry. I no, no. His, his, his two running backs are Aaron Jones and James Conner. Who have been. That, that's only two. 
you only need two running backs in this league. Yeah, what, what, dude, don't you want to play matchups? Not these guys are matchup. Uh, don't you think Aaron I, James Connor? And- James Connor, if you have a better matchup somewhere, James Connor is not the guy. Uh, James Aaron Connor, Jones is a James Connor's James Connor only game under fifteen or under fourteen fantasy points this year has was game one where he left in the first quarter. Okay, but if you have another running back that's got a favorable matchup, I'm just saying, why would he make that trade to you? He's not gonna. He's not gonna give up because you're getting because you're getting arguably the best wide receiver in the league. Tyler, cheese. Do you understand what I'm saying? Those Just, two no, guys. I, I understand. Not I understand worth exactly one I get, wide receiver. I get what you're saying, but I'm trying to explain my side of the trade. I, I told him this because he brought it up when we were playing yeah. that DK Metcalf is arguably, you know, he's maybe the best, one of the best wide receivers in the league. You're not giving him up. If it was just one for one DK for Michael Thomas, maybe. But also throwing in Kenny, Kenny Galladay in there, who we've seen now that he's in the Detroit offense, that that offense has definitely started popping off. Yeah, you need to throw if you're gonna try to get it, you're gonna have to get, throw something else in there. And even then, I think it's a little lopsided on the other way. Who's your tight end? If you really need a wide receiver, give him a better tight end and take one that's less than Evan Ingram. Right now, I have Trey Burton, Bobby uh, Robert Tanyan, and Dallas Goddard's on IR. You're welcome for Trey Burton. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't. I don't do that much research on tight ends. Yeah. Looking at the full standings here. I got to see where this fucking guy is. Which name? What's, what's his name? It's EBG. It's e, what all all the juice or whatever. He is he is three and four. And you're telling me he doesn't need. What's his points against? I can't find that. I, I Points against right here. Let me see. Hold up. EBG points against. Compared to the 1072. League. Compared to and what is everybody oh, oh, else? Hold up, at? hold up, hold up. The guy who's a the uh most is you again. <laughs> oh no, 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 never mind, never mind. Sorry, Johnny Roca is sitting at 1209. You yep. have 1114. Yep. I have 1097. Oh no, no, no. So uh Hobson 1182, and then it goes to my 1097. He's league average. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, I mean, it's tough. So yeah, but he the- also, I mean, Justin Jefferson didn't break out until halfway through the uh, season by now. And, you know, the whole point is here is that you're smoking crack. Hey, you never know. Did anybody get any questions or anything? I actually remember this time. But no, yeah, did not get any questions. Yeah, I was gonna say I saw it up early. This is tough. I'm fucking bl- begging people. Uh, I got an email from Tyler Kia. You want me to read it? All right, sure. let's go. <laughs> Guzzler picking LA over Chicago. Shame on you. Defund. <laughs> he just defunded you, dude. He's really wild. eating those words after fucking Chicago lost. Yeah. Uh, that, I mean, could have read that on the other podcast, but since I had the email, we'll read them at both. Fuck it. Read it again. Oh. Okay, now do we want to do the weekly break? Okay. We'll Tyler, do you have any more weekly. trades you want to you want to bring up? Yeah, any more fucking stupid trades? So you're saying he would be more if I threw in somebody else, you Maybe. think he'd be more into the trade. Yeah, you have to at least give him equal value. I think you guys are underestimating Michael Thomas's value. He's played one game and even then he underperformed. And who knows what and the hell is going to happen with him? He's fighting a teammate, then he's hurt, and who knows what the He hell might not even play this Exactly. Game. Who knows what's going to happen to him? He could end up giving Tyler Lockett numbers every week for the rest of the year. Oh, here we go. Now, I'm just saying. If you're going to play the who knows what's going to happen what game, seems, I'll what, fucking play, what play seems, the who knows what's what going to happen game What seems more willing to happen? What seems more willing to happen? He's going to uh, – him being, him he being comes a back, top five wide receiver – or or him no, not Ty- doing shit. Tyler Lockett numbers this week are god status. That's not okay. Even Obviously, anything. that was that was way extreme. <laughs> but Michael Thomas could easily DeAndre Hopkins from week to week. DK Metcalf is putting up top three wide receivers. That's Last wild. week he just went Tyler two Lockett's for twenty four. Last wild. week he was Tyler Lockett. Look, look, oh, look at Tyler Lockett's numbers. No shit, he only went two for whatever. That's why they threw the ball only to him. They covered DK. Next week it won't be the same thing. It's How do you know that? I, I How do you know that? Guys. I have both these guys on my fantasy team, and I literally do this every week. 
So so if he's if he's trading targets back and forth between him and Tyler Lockett, why would you not want a guy like Michael Thomas who's going to give you consistent amounts of targets? You're assuming he's going to be field. consistent. You're assuming. Yeah, because that's what the past has shown us. Drew Brees has always targeted Michael Thomas. The past also he didn't punch his teammate in the fucking face. Okay, well, we don't know the whole story behind why he punched him in the face. The fact that the if he would have came back the week after that, after he got if he dealt with it, whatever, served his time and came back the week after, but now he's got another injury, tweaked his hamstring. Sure, sure, buddy. So it's not sure. an injury. So you're not worried about his injury. I think he's no, 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 no. I'm not worried. I'm worried about what's going on with him and his teammates. He's gonna get I'm a DUI and injuries. then get strep throat. Yep. <laughs> All right, you guys ready to break down this week? No, I think we should go off on more Michael Thomas tangents. I'm down. I will fucking talk it all day long. Tyler, we have a strict 8 o'clock deadline. Yeah, okay. We're going <laughs> to really meet that one, huh? Yeah. All right. Starting in Thursday, we got the Atlanta Falcons playing in Carolina against the Panthers. Travis, we'll start it with you. What are you, what are you looking for in this game? Uh, Teddy Bridgewater should pick apart the Falcons. Uh, defense. And he's looking to find DJ Moore more than he has. So I'm looking for DJ Moore to have an uptick. Uh, we've seen Robbie Anderson be kind of the main guy over there. I'm looking at to for the pendulum to swing towards DJ Moore again. And this might be CMC's return. So if you have Mike, in, yeah. Mike Davis, you know, just kind of keep an eye out exactly what's going on there. I think this will be very offensive driven we're also going to see how the atlanta falcons will choke away this game but uh yeah i think if you play in some, if you have people on this team or either team you're going to play them uh matt ryan after being a little shaky the last few weeks has stepped up his production so if you're looking to trade him i think it's you can hold on to him he's fine uh, on the heels of the dj Moore talk he's gone for 93 yards in the past four games wild that he's stopping at 93 yards every fucking game uh on to Sunday's game. First matchup we have here is the Pittsburgh Steelers going into Baltimore and facing the Ravens. Cheese, what are you looking at in this game? I'm looking at the wide receivers of the Steelers. We got, you know, Juju, Chase Claypool, and Deontay Johnson. Juju kind of went off, something we haven't seen in a while. Claypool literally had 0.8 points. Not Just like Devontae Freeman. It's crazy how that happens. When one catch for negative two yards. So, I mean, we thought that maybe Juju was going to be the third guy in that offense, but he did step up and against a tough Ravens defense, maybe with Juju in the slot, he's going to maybe get the least amount of looks and he can maybe pop off again. Uh, Baltimore Ravens just added that uh, the defensive player from my, the Vikings, who was from Jacksonville. What's Yannick Ngaku. Ngakwe? Yep. Ngakwe? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh yeah. I'm looking at the Ravens defense that they really added a big piece. They're gonna be able to they're gonna be able to put pressure on Ben, but still guard out. I think this is gonna be actually a surprising low game. I like the kickers in this matchup. Nice. <laughs> I like the I like the kickers. Any of these two kickers are, are gonna have a good day. I feel like the defenses are gonna shut each other down. There's gonna be that NFC or sorry, AFC East football. North. North, excuse North. me. Thank Sorry. You. <laughs> Thank you for correcting me. Uh, yeah, Chris. So you heard it here first, folks. Chris Boswell, Justin Tucker, gonna lead your team to victory hey, this Chris, week. Chris Boswell might be out there on the waiver, so maybe go swoop him up. He might be. He might be. Uh, next game we have the Los Angeles Rams going into Miami to face the Dolphins and Tua's first game in the NFL. Trav, what are you looking at? Um, I think the Rams are gonna um try and run the ball more i didn't get a chance to watch too much last night who carried the majority of the ball daryl brown or daryl henderson daryl henderson had more touches malcolm brown had more yards and malcolm brown uh stumbled into the end zone i think we've officially eliminated cam Akers from the cam Akers got nothing yeah, yeah, so it's uh, definitely now between Henderson and Brown, but it looks like Brown's getting a lot more of the red zone looks. Yeah, yeah I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go. I like Malcolm Brown in this matchup. I think the Rams are gonna are gonna try and keep the ball on the ground and just control time of possession and grind the Dol- Dolphins into the ground. Uh, keep keep 
Tua off the field as much, but I expect him to have a surprisingly good day as well. Yeah, and I'm looking at the Rams defense. I think they're going to, with that uh, defensive line, they're going to get sacks on and maybe they're going to get a, a rookie interception or two. So I think start the Rams defense. And then we talked about Tua already. I, I don't know if he's, start, he's not startable in this game, but I think on the long term he's fine. And I don't think it's going to affect negatively the weapons he has around him. I think he's going to put up good enough numbers to where you don't got to worry about Devontae Parker and Miles Gaskin and everyone like that. Yeah, I'm saying like two is an option for you in deeper leagues. Obviously, not you know not twelve person leagues or anything like that. Yeah, I'll let you guys know because I am starting two of this week in one of the leagues. So going on to the next game, we have the zero and seven Jets going off against the six and one Chiefs in uh, Kansas City. Are you? We're not starting any Jets, obviously. I was going to say starting start everybody your, from the Jets. You're starting. Jameson Crowder is questionable, so if he is healthy. You can no, no, you that's can't. about it. No, you cannot. If Jameson Crowder was healthy, I would have beat Travis this week. That's all I'm saying. He would have scored 70 hot points. Take. Hot take. Yeah, that's real hot take. <laughs> he would have ran all over that shit. Jameson defense, Tyler. Jameson Crowder would have would have uh, intimidated Tyler Lockett to not put up that many points. Exactly. Now you're starting to get it. Yeah, um, it's Chiefs. Chiefs guys are going to start. Um, Le'Veon Bell revenge game, baby. Yeah, what do you guys think of that backfield after this past week of what I could see? What I could see though, I could really see the Chiefs getting up big and then them pulling Ceh and going Lev Bell to run the run the run the clock out at the end of the game and shit. I mean, they I believe Ceh ended with eight rushes and Le'Veon Bell ended up with six or something along those lines. I mean, that was just a weird game in general. The the offense wasn't very, wasn't on the field all that much. The defense and special teams scored 14 points and it was still a blowout. Yeah. Uh, So we go on to the next game. Uh, We have the Minnesota Vikings going into Lambeau facing off against the Packers. Uh, Cheese, what are we looking at in this one? Uh, well, I think we're looking at the running backs in the situation. Both of them coming in as questionable, both Dalvin Cook and Aaron Jones. So look on the waiver wire. Jamal Williams is a guy who maybe got scooped up before this week, but uh, him, Alexander Madison, obviously, you know, kind of keep those guys' handcuffs and just kind of, you know, look out. Because I think if whichever running back starts, whether one's healthy or one's not, they're going to have big games because I think both these defense are a little lackluster when it comes to the run defense. We've seen last week what Aaron Rodgers does with the healthy Devontae Adams. You're not benching any of those two guys going into a matchup against a bad secondary in the Vikings. Yeah. All righty. On to the next game. We have the Indianapolis Colts going into Detroit and facing off against the Lions. Trav, who stands out to you? I'm officially on DeAndre Swift. I think I've I've passed a, I think the Lions have passed the point where he they're not sure what to do with him. He's going to be a guy every week. If you have De, DeAndre Swift, play DeAndre Swift. Um, over with the Colts, I really don't know what to expect. This all depends on what kind of Philip Rivers we get, but we do know that that Colts defense should produce. I don't think the Lions will score as much as they average uh, against the Colts, but. Then again, depends what Philip Rivers we get. Yeah, I could see this being kind of an ugly game. We thought the Lions and Atlanta Falcons was going to be a shootout, and it was really anything but. So I agree with Travis. I do think DeAndre Swift should be the lead back in Detroit, but that's just not the case. I mean, I think AP is still getting more touches, but DeAndre Swift is more efficient and definitely proves that he should be the starter. But they just like a running back by committee over there, so it could be kind of kind of be uh, well. A he's tricky. getting everything in the red in the red zone. I was going to say Swift is getting everything those in the red, red zone, zone touches. And he's getting more uh, passing opportunities from Matt Stafford as well, starting to gain his trust back after dropping the game-winning touchdown in week one. On to our next game. Uh, We have the Las Vegas Raiders facing off against the Cleveland Browns without star OBJ. Jeez, what are we looking at? Josh Jacobs has been maybe a little bit of a disappointment. I think this rough – Cleveland Browns defense is going to uh, give him some fits. I think you're going to have to start him regardless. I think where you drafted him, you're playing him. But I think mm-hmm. offensively, this can be a, a fun matchup, and I think there's going to be a lot of points scored. So if you maybe have a, a wide receiver from the Raiders side, if, whether it be Aguilar or Ruggs, I think you can start him. On the Browns side, Jarvis Landry, now he's the number one. It's, I think it's a question of what he can produce now that OBJ is gone. 
Uh, I think they uh, feed Njoku. They go Njoku get, goes for like five for 75 and a touchdown this week. I like Njoku in this matchup. What are we thinking about the quarterbacks in this matchup? Both have been scrutinized, both, but both have been fantasy relevant. Any, uh, are, are you looking to stream any of these guys in this matchup? As she said, he's looking to see this as a high-scoring game. So you guys looking to stream any of these guys? Sure. It depends what I'm working with on what I already have. If I'm, if I've got bad matchups, then fuck it. My, why not? Good quarterbacks on by. I mean, we're looking at well, like if somebody's got Drew Brees and they're playing the Bears at home in Chicago, yeah. like that is a terrible matchup for Drew Brees. I'm I don't care how productive their offense is. Kyler Murray on by, Deshaun Watson on by, and and um, Gardner Minshew, who has been serviceable for fantasy, is on a buy as well this week. I mean, I think both of them are startable. I think with Baker Mayfield, you, you might want to like take a wait and see approach with the problem with him is he's on by next week. So if you pick him up this week, look at see what he does, you know, this week, you're not gonna be able to use him next week. And then, you know, you're just kind of wasting a roster spot for someone who's not going to be playing for you. Absolutely. Hold on. I just lost my spot here. This stupid laptop. All right. We go into our next matchup here. We have the Tennessee Titans going into Cincinnati playing the Bengals. Trav, what are you looking at? Uh, I like the Titans' defense in this matchup. Um, I didn't put them as a waiver option because they're taken in, like, most leagues. But I think the defense is really going to step up and stop the Bengals this week. Um, And then on the heels of that, Derrick Henry, of course, should have a big day. Yeah, big day for the Titans, I think. I think it's going to be a struggle for the Bengals. I I mean, maybe – you know, some of those wide receivers, you know, whether it be Joe Mix, uh, whether Joe Mixon is playing or Giovanni Bernard, you're probably going to play them as well. But uh, for the deeper guys on that Bengals roster, probably going to want to hold off on them. All right. And in an AFC East matchup to round out the 10 o'clock games, we have the New England Patriots going into Buffalo and playing the Bills. Trav, how are we looking? I actually really like Cam Newton in this matchup. Uh, we know what the Bills offense can do, but then again, this is a, I mean, we've seen, uh, divisional matchups. Throw the, oh, the record out, books throw out. The record books out. And Bill Belichick in a divisional game is always going to be tough. I think they come with a very good game plan for Cam Newton. And who's the running back over there that just came off injury? Damian Harris. And Damian Harris should have big days against Buffalo. Yeah, this is a get-right game for both of these teams. I- I'm not as high on Cam. I think he had a fantastic start, but he's definitely – I mean, he got benched last week. So I-, I don't think I'm looking to start Cam this week, but I think if you have him, you know, hold on to him. And if he has, you know, glimmers of hope and he has – if he looks fine, then I think he- there's a possibility. But I think Josh Allen, we thought last week was a get-right game against the Jets. It wasn't. They couldn't even score a touchdown. So I'm definitely kind of looking to see what these teams can do. But I think the wide receivers and the playmakers on Buffalo are definitely people to start. I think on New England, it's very tough to start anybody on that team. We'll we'll see next week. I mean, Cam Newton getting over that COVID brain. Um, We have a AFC West matchup to kick off the afternoon games. The Chargers are going into Denver to play the Broncos. Trav. Do I need to say what I think? I, I I didn't even want to leave it up to you, but we know <laughs> what he's gonna say. Justin Herbert is gonna go off this week. That I hit. Did I nail it? Big wheels keep on rolling over there in L.A. with the Chargers. Justin Herbert should have another big day. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it all depends on the weather, but I think Justin Herbert will have a big day. The backfield, Justin Kelly, or Joshua Kelly and Justin Jackson, that's still a little bit of a question mark because I think was it Kelly kind of got a little bit more love than he did the week before. So I think that's still, uh, you may probably starting both of them, no matter which one you have, and you're just kind of hoping that they get more touches or fall in the end zone. Yeah, Kelly, come, Kelly got more touches off of uh, Justin Jackson being on the injury report all week. Uh, what are you guys looking at for Denver's, Denver's run game? Run, run game. Philip Lindsay looked to be serviceable. If he can make it back out of concussion protocol for this week, what? And just and Melvin Gordon's drunk. Melvin, well, Melvin Gordon's drunk, but he's still playing. I, I think the Chargers have a, a tough front seven. So, I mean, you're 
if you have Gordon or Lindsay, maybe depends on who else you have because you got some people on buys this week. But uh, I think it's a it's a little tricky matchup for them. This would be one of those things. Um, look up the stats of the running game that when the Chiefs visited the Chargers, because if I'm if I remember correctly, they did a good job shutting down the rush from um, the Chiefs. So it should be easy work with the Broncos. But J- James Robinson, everybody did. go out there. James Robinson was very productive last week against the Chargers, though. So maybe if they can implement him in the pass game, that might be the way to go. Everybody go out there and watch the tape, just like we do here at Points and Doinks. I, I uh, said I didn't do my research. That's just something I thought I remembered. Hey, I hey, that, that's, some, that's something that you picked up from watching tape in the past. So yes. it's still technically watching the tape. In uh, our next matchup, we have the 49ers going into Seattle. Cheese, what are you looking at for this matchup? We talked about earlier with the the running back situation. I think you know all three of them, whether Tevin Coleman is active or not. I think you're going to want to. I, I think it's going to be a high scoring matchup to an extent. It is a divisional matchup, so there could be uh, you know some defense being played here. But I mean, it's the Seahawks. They're probably going to go off and let Russ cook and do everything like that. And Chris Carson being out. You know, just I think it's the running backs and kind of see who's available and what's the health status for these guys going in. Yeah, we've learned at Seahawks, uh, you don't really sit anybody who's on that uh, on that uh, in the passing game over there. 49ers. Debo's turning out. Ayuk's coming around. Kittle's going like normal. And they're going to have to put up numbers to fight against the Seahawks game. So I like all three of them. Start all the pass catchers and question marks on all the running backs. Exactly. DK Metcalf gets shut down again so that EVG can trade him to me for Michael Thomas. Uh, Speaking of Kenny Galladay, never forget Kenny Galladay. I just want Galladay back on my team. I I miss him so much from last year. Uh, Speaking of Michael Thomas... He might be back for this Saints game going into Chicago, which nobody expected this to be a very good game, but the records four and two versus five and two. Trav. Will Lutz. Will Lutz and the Bears and the Bears defense. There's another kicker drop for you. Will Lutz is gonna have a uh, quite a bit of points. And then Bears defense should get a couple turnovers. Yeah, I think this is probably gonna be an ugly game. Don't know what the weather is like in Chicago, but David Montgomery, I think it's maybe time to uh, to stop having high hopes for him because I think we've kind of realized what exactly he can do. Absolutely. All right, we go into our Sunday night game where we get an NFC East battle. This is going to be a real battle. Great NF- uh, Sunday night game. We have the Dallas Cowboys going into Philadelphia. Trav... No really idea. Disappointed about this game. I have no idea what to expect from this game at all. I really, cheese. Do you know? Do you, do you, do you <laughs> have tough. any idea? Everybody's injured for Philly and for Dallas. Yeah, I, this this one is kind of rough to predict because I think you're starting Zeke. You're probably starting Amari Cooper, and then I think after that, it's kind of a toss up. I think. Yeah. Just, how lucky are you feeling? Yeah, I don't even know. Like, CeeDee Lamb's been such a hot commodity and was a good draft pick that I had. And with the quarterback situation, that has just gone to absolute shit at the point where I'm like, do do I need to give up that roster spot for somebody who's going to be productive for me now? I mean, obviously, I'm still winning by large margins, so I wouldn't do that. But <laughs> <laughs> as yeah, she it- drops his head. <laughs> I thought for sure this was going to be another defensive game that you were going to bring up, Trav. The Philadelphia Eagles defense is going to be. No, because because they're so bad that it doesn't matter how bad the offenses are. They can still get off. I, 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 I agree, but I just think with Dallas running out a, a third-string quarterback, it's going to be hard for them to get anything Dude, going. Dude, don't be talking shit about Danucci. <laughs> and Danucci, baby. Pick him up on waivers. There you go. Dream him. Hey, we talked about Andy Dalton very highly. Why not Danucci? What's um, Danucci, bro? Uh, I don't even want to say Monday <laughs> night now just because of that. But we do have a Monday night game. We have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going into the Meadowlands and playing the New York football Giants. Cheese, I'll let you start off this last one. I think on the Giants end, I don't really think 
anybody. I mean, Sterling Shepard is back. So I think that's kind of something to look at for to see exactly how productive he can be. But that's a tough defense in the Tampa Bay. And I think the Buccaneers last week, presumably uh, without until Antonio Brown comes back, Mike Evans. I, I think I want to ask you guys a question is what do you do with Mike Evans? I don't think he's a surefire starter anymore. I think he's kind of a matchup play. The Giants, I think, is a good matchup, but I'm not expecting too much from him. Yeah, the, is it, it's such it's such a hard. I mean, we talked about it at the beginning of the season with when it was just him and Godwin. We were talking about how you kind of need to get uh, on the right side of each week because you could be sitting him one and him going off and then playing the next and then not going off. It, it's it's all going to be the luck of what you get when you got them uh, in your lineup. Uh, the Giants. Real quick, I want to touch on it. The Buccaneers defense has been able to get to good quarterbacks fast. I don't. I think they're going to be able to contain Danny Dimes, so I don't think he's an option to start, and I don't think he's going to have enough time in the pocket to go downfield to Sterling Shepard. Evan Ingram would be your only start, I think, on that Giants offense. No, no 78-yard scrambles for Danny Dimes where he falls flat on his face this week is what I'm hearing, basically. I mean, um, only athletes run so fast that they fall over. He's clocked did, at the same exact speed as Tyreek Hill at his top speed. I was going to say, did you guys see that advanced That's stat fake stats. It's so, that's that's so fucking fake. That's there's so no, fucking. There's they no said way he, when he DK, was the fastest. DK Metcalf chased down the defensive back. What's his name? Buda Baker. Buda Baker from the Cardinals. And then they said that he was that Danny Dimes was running faster than fucking DK, DK Metcalf. Metcalf. I did see he, that DK was, was clocked 20. at 20. I was I saw DK was clocked at 22. So I saw something different. Uh, okay, maybe not. It's all maybe fake I, stats. That's why we're, we're seeing I, I all different I think somebody's stats. just making that up. Yeah. Um I want so, I wanted to I wanted to compare to like I wanted to compare to stupid modes of transportation. Like yes. he's running as fast as a a 12 volt powered uh kids Jeep. He, yes. He's going as those. fast as a lime scooter. That that would be funny. Yeah. Um, so for for future reference, because we just touched on on Tampa Bay, how are you seeing receivers with Antonio Brown coming back? I mean, uh, at full strength, but rank rank where you see the receivers ending fantasy wise with Antonio I, Brown coming. I think the, and everybody being fully healthy. I think the first week that Antonio Brown is back, healthy and or back off of his uh, suspension and ready to play. He's going to have a very, very good productive week. And then I think it all starts to go back to what it kind of is now. Like you're, you're not going to have the huge day because you know, what's going on with the bucks is you're having top five days to, top five receiver days from one of those guys out there. I don't think you'll ever have top five. They'll still be maybe top 10 uh, days but it's just going to be spread out a little bit more. I feel. Yeah. I think I would go probably Godwin one, maybe Gronk two. And then whether Scotty Miller is implemented in the offense, the same way that maybe three. And cause I'm just not really look like it when I'm looking at, at uh from Mike Evans and then Antonio Brown, I think he's just a huge question mark on and off the field on what he can do. Yeah. So do you guys see him staying on the roster throughout the season? I already know Travis's answer. It's more of what do I think from cheese? I honestly do not. Does know. he finish the season on the on the? Uh, does he get to the? Does he make the playoff roster? Because it right now it looks like Tampa Bay is going to make the playoffs. What's my answer? Your answer is no, just because you think Antonio Brown is the biggest head case and that he's going to be off of out of football here pretty soon. Cool. I think this is his his literal last chance. So <laughs> I will say. I, I mean, I thought I, I said this last year, but Antonio Brown will catch a pass for the Buccaneers in the playoffs. Nice. Love to hear it. Travis, was I spot on with what you what what you were gonna say? I don't know. I have real no opinion about it. I just I can't I stop just... I can't get the image out of my head. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you'd stop watching the video every night, maybe you'd be able to. I that's false. I don't even have it. Mm, sure he doesn't. So I don't know says. where to find it. I don't and none of that. Real hard to find Antonio Brown getting his dick sucked. Would no, I never looked it up. Okay, that's now only, you're just now you're just lying to the people. That's only in somebody else's Google search. You're just lying to the people. Not you pulled it up on your Gotta phone. Clear that stuff out. I did not pull it up on my. I didn't reach out, or did I? Oh, now you're uh, lying to the people. Now I'm incriminating myself. I don't know what happened. 
Yeah, exactly. That's what I thought. Uh, all right. Well, anything else? Uh, look, nah. exactly eight o'clock, Tyler. We're on time until on time. Look at that. It's yeah, I'm gonna, gonna dropped off. I'm gonna turn on my PS4 now so they don't yell at me. Sorry, I didn't have any stats um, for you guys. Uh, like I said, got got in just as we were about to start recording, so a little rough for me this week. But thank you, boys, for helping in and uh, you know coming a little prepared with some more information. You guys did a good job this week. Oh, your Aww. check is in the mail. Thank yeah. you. My check. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get paid to do this. No, you get paid for saying nice things about us. Yeah. Oh, that, okay. It's that, that raise energy check that I get every month. <laughs> <laughs> Going right to you. <laughs> oh, nice. Uh, brought to you by Alcoholics Anonymous. Nice. Nice. Okay, guys. Well, for uh, for points and doinks, Travis and Tyler from Trapdoor to Hell, Cheese from uh, Curveballs and Chair Shots. Remember, if you have questions, any Please. questions if they, they don't have, have to be fantasy they don't even have to related. be fantasy related Just they don't even have, have to be questions actually i want them still fantasy but they don't have to be fantasy football okay you yes. have questions about weird kinks and stuff like LARPing. that we'll larping oh. we can do a whole larping episode dude you have no um, idea um fantasy role rpg games like dungeons and dragons we'll answer those as best as we can hentai yeah. We okay. hit the hit <laughs> us hit trapdoor to hell everywhere. Trapdoor to hell is on Twitter, Facebook, email trapdoorpod at yahoo.com. Please let us know. And then cheese on your Instagram, correct? Yes, curveballs and CS on the Instagram. Yes, that please, please, pretty please, please, with a cherry on top. All right, everybody, have a good fantasy week. <laughs> <laughs>